Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. It is Friday, so that means we're going to have a bevy of conversations with people who are really smart. And by that, I mean comedians, some of the smartest people in our society right now, folks that have to process. So let me join, uh, welcome joining us at the top, at the rip. You know him, maybe, as a person that impersonates people. He does a, a really mean Trump, which we I don't want to hear that voice. So he's going to be doing other things on the show today. Let me welcome comedian <laughs> extraordinaire, Mr. J.L. Coben. Well, thank oh, you for having me. Thanks for being here, sir. And, you know, filling in her regular spot in this, uh, you know, roundtable discussion that we have. She is uh, the author, uh, the excuse me. She's got a uh, comedy special called Yell Joy, which is you can hear it. Then you can watch her on Peacock with Lovejoy, and she's here today as Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Hello, hello. I missed you, Madam Hunter. I miss you too. Hey, so Joyelle. We, listen, we're we going to bring the band back together because you know Healthy Wealthy Rise is coming around. And, uh, you know, of course, you, you're welcome to come to uh, JL. But we're, we're having this uh, conference, this retreat. It's not really a conference. It's a retreat of, you know, coming together. And we've decided to add karaoke to the mix. So I think you and Lamont will be, uh, along with me, judging the people doing karaoke. And it'll be a grand prize for the worst and the best. Oh, I love roasting a good karaoke set. That's what I'm so. saying. That's Let's what I'm go. saying. Okay. <sighs> so I'm, I'm trying to steer away because there's so many heavy topics off the top. Um, breaking news today. The parents of Ethan Crumbly, Ethan Crumbly, the 15-year-old who looks nothing like those little cherubish, pic- cherubish pictures that they keep uh, putting out of with the little glasses and the little 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 pug face. No, he's a damn killer. He's a demon. Uh, his parents have been charged with not one, not two, not three, but four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Why? Because um, they bought him a gun. They weren't monitoring him. They weren't being parents when the when the school said, hey, your son could be a little problematic. They came in. Nothing to see here. LOL. Ha ha ha. Um, when they said, can you take him home? No, leave him here. And he proceeds to gun down, mow down several of his uh, fellow classmates at Oxford High School in Michigan. This might be one of the first times I've seen a parent held accountable during these mass shootings. And I'm here for it. How do y'all yes. feel about it? Absolutely. I think it's going to be a game changer with gun control. The real gun control is going to be you need to lock up your gun or you're going to get locked up. So, yay. Message to all the parents out there. I'm happy for it. JL. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a it's a good message. And they don't they're not making it a very difficult case. I was going to say, take off your headphones. Oh, I think it sounds better without it. Yeah. Yeah, can you hear us oh, without it? Just well, they, uh, there you go. Yeah. What I was saying was, um, I don't know how it sounds better, but okay. I can't, let me just say, uh, what I, I can't explain is, the janky ass um, technology sort of, here with the Sirius XM. I can't explain. Oh, you, can you turn the volume on your computer? Can you turn oh, that? sure. Okay. I am great at radio. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not you, it's us. I promise you. Oh, okay. We, got, we have the jankiest way of doing things that uh, make zero sense. But uh, I'm just not turn, sure. Turn the volume up. Take the headphones off. T- turn the volume I can't up. take the headphones off because then I can't hear you. All right. All right. I'm turning talk. up my all mic right. volume. All right. All right. Then talk. We'll just. We'll, he sounds we'll, great to me. Okay. Oh, sure. and you sound like the voice of God in terms okay. of the power of your voice, Joelle. Joelle. Um, 
where was I? Technical problems. Uh, right. Before then, what I was saying was they made it very easy to like, there will be trickier cases, I think, to condemn parents. But these two have made a very easy test case. They basically were flaunting that they didn't care about any of this. And they even sent, what was it, text messages to the kids saying like, LOL, don't lesson, don't get caught. Uh, so he sort of violated that important lesson uh, for the biggest crime. But uh, I was still, um, I still found his, uh, his, you know, eighth grade, eight year old Sunday school picture very compelling that the New York Post put out. Just prayer hands, namaste. I couldn't have done this. <laughs> it was, it made me laugh when I saw the New York, I have to admit, like a very dark, sad laugh, but I couldn't help but laugh because it was like the onion, like what the onion would have done would have been to take this kid's like prayer hands like eight years ago and use that picture. And they actually used it. A lot of people used it. That was the oh, prevailing that was the picture. One I had seen. That oh, was the God. that was that was the prevailing picture <laughs> of him. And then it was like, no, this is not what he looks like. Um, because Tanya Pinkins was on the show on Wednesday, Broadway Diva, Tony Ward winner. She was like, Have you seen this? I mean, he looks like a baby. And I was like, No, and I hadn't seen the picture at the time. And then when I got off the air, I was like, eh, did this kid do that? And then the other picture came out. I was like, Okay, yeah, he looks like a like a killer. That's a good idea. I'm going to just start posting like a picture of me as a baby, like a cute little baby and go, please, if I'm ever accused of a crime, <laughs> please use this photo. <laughs> we should all do yeah. that. I've only seen the mugshot where he looks like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, <laughs> that's the oh, only one I've oh. seen. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, there you go. Smithy liked that one. Yeah. That's I for mean, the white boys in the building. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew it was funny, but I couldn't confirm it. Like, I knew that that was a good joke. I just, I couldn't confirm it because I had no idea who the chemical waste whatever band is that you just mentioned. All right. Um, so we're, we're happy about, uh, we're happy about the parents. He has been, uh, he's going to be tried as an adult. Uh, the This prosecutor, the Oakland County prosecutor is not playing. She's not here for games. Her name is Karen. Karen McDonald, uh, no relationship to Michael. And um, she, <laughs> she, she has, uh, she's going to be trying him for first degree, four counts of first degree murder, one count of terrorism causing death. Uh, he faces seven counts of assault with intent to murder, 12 counts of possession of a firearm in the commission of a felony. Uh, she is also, uh, as I mentioned, uh, charging the parents. I, I'm here for all of it. Uh, he mm -hmm. was searching for ammo, drawing images of classmates with bullet wounds and blood. And, you know, like clearly he was doing something that uh, was not within the, the, you know, and then they're blaming the school too, because why not just expel him? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just concerned that a, a life sentence for him would impede his future GOP presidential oh, uh, pursuits. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, thank you. Uh, I would say, I'm a little, I do like the fact that it's like they brought it. It's like an action movie. It's like sometimes to take down a Karen, you have to bring in a Karen. So they brought Hey, 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 hey. Not all this, Karens. No. Well, I'm talking. Not all Karens. Karens. <laughs> I'm talking this, these Karens. This but, is a Karen-free uh, zone. We don't do, we call them Becky or Amy or something. Okay. This is the one place right, where enough. it's safe to be I, Karen and it okay. could be okay. I understand. Uh, but but I, I, I do, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I do as much as I think that there needs to be an incredibly severe penalty, obviously, a 15-year-old going away for life 
it 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 it's it bothers me a little bit because a 15 year old is not a 20 year old or a 30 year old. Um, I know no no don't I know I understand but I I knew when I was 15 not to uh oh, murder people. No no and that's and that's why I'm not advocating like a uh, some sort of slap on the wrist, uh, two years in juvenile, and then uh, get yourself a college degree. How about this? How about this? He and his parents split the difference because clearly they raised a murderer. So if you're saying mm-hmm. that he, I actually do he, like that yeah, idea, <laughs> that they, you know, if he's getting life, they get they get half that um, because they're responsible. And I feel like, when, and your parents out there, call eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. If you feel differently, I'm here for it. If you feel the same, uh, what is the responsibility of the parents? We have seen now from Columbine all the way. We never heard about anybody's parents. The only parent we heard about was the the shady. What was it? Um, the the one in Connecticut because yes. he took his mother's gun. But mm-hmm. again, Sandy uh, Hook, yeah. yeah, Sandy Hook, and she, she bore no responsibility. You know, I mean, this this child is being raised. This person is being raised under your tutelage. It's interesting because we've had this conversation before and a lot of parents responded on Twitter saying like they don't know what happens when their kid goes to school and how the kid acts when they're in school. And I found that interesting because I thought parents are aware if their children is a nightmare in school, but comes home and is like an angel or whatever. So I would like to hear from the parents. Yeah. Call in, y'all. They know My damn parents well. scared me, so I was not going to do anything that would lead to harsh repercussions at home. Well, same. I had a, I had a scary dad uh, who, but, but, you know, you get, you work around it. That's when you develop your uh, skills, you know, when you got to work around like, you which know. skills are those? Okay. So like, oh, we're going to call the house. Okay. Let me unplug all of the phones. Let me make sure <laughs> no phone rings. Were you good at forging a signature? That too. Okay. Good at, you know, forging documents and all, yeah, all of those things. You, you, you develop your criminal skills when you have, sometimes it goes either way, JL, you can either, you know, behave or you can figure out how to get around the very strict rules in your household. And, you know, so, so it is a, a, a tightrope, but as Joyelle said, I knew at five not to kill anybody. I think I knew that really early that murder was bad. Maybe I couldn't even, I don't even think I was speaking yet, but I knew inherently Something's yeah. wrong with blowing away my, my classmates, even if they yeah. make me angry. And I don't, I don't want to make like, I, I hope it's clear that I'm not, I'm just saying if a, I think not to sound too European in my, in my uh, former prosecutor ways, but if a 15 year old gets, cause, cause if a 15 year old gets like a life sentence in jail, I feel like that is. I don't know the solution, but that feels too much. All right. I'm I'm going to offer this. Uh, I'm going to offer Ethan Crumbly to be the sacrifice for George Stinney that he never got, who was executed at 14, couldn't even fit in the electric chair. He was executed probably for a crime he didn't commit at 14 in this country. So I'm saying, okay, I could take Ethan Crumbly, uh, even if his brain isn't fully formed, serving life, because George Stinney didn't even get that opportunity. Right. Also, what about the kids? You know how they'll say serial killers as kids are like killing baby animals and stuff like that. This kid killed people. So I think maybe he should be taken out of society. And I I, like I'm I'm, I get it. Like, I'm not here to say, like, you're wrong for thinking that just just my (laughs) personal opinion is like, you know, and I don't know the solution. I don't know, because it's weird for me to even say. 
I don't think he should spend because right now I'm like, I don't know. He murdered. Uh, is it four? Four. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. It certainly sounds reasonable, except for the fact that he's 15. <laughs> JL. JL, so, so you, you just dropped in my former prosecutor. JL uh, yes. was, is, is a lawyer, uh, was a lawyer, is, is still, I guess you passed the bar so you could still practice maybe one day. I don't know. Um, and then somehow- I'm taking a break currently from my day job as a lawyer. Right. Uh, so still okay. practicing, still practicing, not making okay. perfect. <laughs> were you a, were you a prosecutor? I was, that was my first job out of law school. Okay. All uh-huh. right. Um, and somehow you landed into this comedy space. All right. So, so yeah. I started I that comedy journey. <laughs> in law school. I started in law school because about halfway through law school, I decided law wasn't for me. Uh, and 20 years later, here I am, uh, still doing legal work. But it was, it's been a parallel track the whole time, basically. So, uh, all right. So, what kind of were law the parents? Go ahead. It, I'm sorry. Come, yeah. All right. It's my fault. Did your parents influence you? Is that why you went to law school? Um, I think I just honestly, I was, I didn't have a mind for, for medicine. And law school was the only of the uh, kind of professions where you could just be like, uh, I'll take the LSAT and see what happens. And all of a sudden I'm in law school and it sounds very good to say that. <laughs> it's a lot so of reading. I had too many questions. All right. 866-8018-255. So, so now when you are practicing law, what kind of law are you practicing? Uh, I just work for a big firm and I'll leave it at that. It's very mundane, but very, very, um, I respect the work and my colleagues and the clients we serve. And that's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> all right. And what you, you, you became very famous during the last four years because of your impersonation of one, you even came on and we did a whole, uh, dance theme uh that you we dro- i mean that yeah. should have that was looked over for a grammy and i'm not even kidding i listen i agree the the, <laughs> the trumpy dance should have been nominated at least damn it yes um what voices are you working on now voices i'm working on now um i've been doing like a lot of the GOP sort of circle still. I had a good Cuomo and then it's like my impressions. If I get a good impression, it means you will soon lose your job so that I can't monetize it anymore. So like, as soon as I got a really good Andrew Cuomo, uh, they discovered that he was a terrible person and got him out. Okay. <laughs> so well, I was like, ki- okay. All right. For kicks and giggles though. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, I, oh, you always, you always put me on the spot. Okay. She loves doing that. (laughs) Well, it's, it's basically his press conference voice, but uh, talking about um, my Italian charm. Okay. They call it sexual harassment, the radical left who want to cancel me. Uh, They claim that it's uh, harassment and possibly criminal. And I just say, you know, when you see a lovely lady walking down the hallway, wearing a, you know, tight skirt, you might say, would you like some Italian sausage? And all of a sudden they say that that's uh, harassment. And I, I totally disagree. So I <laughs> yes. like the same songiness is like, because my joke that I was doing on stage a little bit was no matter what I say as Trump, it always sounds creepy. And no matter what Cuomo saying, it always sounds kind of sing-songy, even if he's saying something like deeply troubling. Yes, that JL, that's pretty good. All right, all the lines are lit. I'm wondering what these parents are going to say. Okay, y'all ready to go in? Okay, all right. So ready. 
jump in. All right, Terry in Maryland, you're on the Karen Hunter Show. Hey, how you doing, Karen, and uh, everybody else on the show? I didn't catch all the names. So Joyel but... and JL. That should be easy. Joyel and JL. That's, that, we should have our own show. Let's do it. Well, uh, for, for me, I, I'm kind of, I'm not going to say torn, but to, at, for a 15-year-old or whatever to do something like that, for, be honest with you, for anybody who wants to kill, there's something mentally going on, especially at that young of an age. The parents are old enough to know better. To some degree, that 15-year-old is old enough to know better. But the parents definitely have to take a brunt of that responsibility because they had to know that something was wrong. And to some degree, the school had to know something was wrong. So I don't know if life is, is going to be the answer. But if it is, at least let it be some form of re- rehabilitation where he would have the opportunity to speak to kids that are 15, whatever it is, as he gets older, to kind of maybe curb or get them out of that mindset. What? Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> that is, this person is an optimist. He is. I, I see oh, what he's saying. Like a scare, like, like, no, no, like no, maybe I, he I can get signed to stare straight. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that was a solution. But okay. if he's going to get life, at least have him do something. Oh, okay. He could do manual know. labor. I think that too. Break rocks, make license plates. What do they do? <laughs> Railroads? Do? I don't right. know. What do they do? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, laundry. license plates? Yeah. Uh, the people. I could be a task parents, rabbit. The parents really knew. Like this is one of those cases where the parents were ignoring and making light of it. It wasn't even that they were just like, we had no idea. They were disregarding and mocking warnings, which is like, there are parents out there who probably are like, hey, I don't know every minute of my kid's life. I don't know if he gets into a fight or this or that. But these parents were like, uh, your son is disturbing us. Uh, and they're like, ah, ha, ha, LOL, shut up. Right. So like, they, they have, this isn't just parents being a little absent-minded or too busy to pay attention. They, they were like disregarding the warnings. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it's people, kind of, I'm sorry, people on Twitter are saying that uh, their names, Jennifer and James Crumbly, uh, they're missing. They said that the authorities are looking for them right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're not what, cooperating with what the, the police. Hell? And, and, That's the and, way the cookie crumblies. See, uh, mm, nice. I don't know about, no, I don't know if that I'm here for that. it. No. I was off the dome. I'm here for it. <laughs> no, no. And apparently they have a CD pass. James and Jennifer were both charged with DUIs back in February of 2005. They pled no contest. They were fine. James was also busted in Atlantic Beach uh, for driving with a suspended license and having an improper tag. Uh, with that all could happen for us. 2003, Jennifer was accused of writing worthless checks um, and uh, that was a misdemeanor. She also committed the same offense in 2004 and was fined $240. Uh, they also got embroiled in some legal trouble over child support payments. This is not his first child. He has an ex-wife nice. whom he shares um, uh, custody with uh, 18-year-old Eli, Ethan's half-brother. He failed the father to pay child support, and his last employer was a San Francisco-based Monarch uh, company, which provides GPS tracking. They need to use that to find them, the GPS trackers. Um, Let me tell you something. Ethan right now is feeling pretty good about himself, no matter how bad his life is. He's like, who's the favorite son now, Dad? (laughs) 
You eat. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like his parents are equally yoked. Yes. And they bought him the nine millimeter. The father did six out. Six out. Uh, they bought that and just four days before the shooting. Uh, so this was like a big deal. And there are several images of him, you know, sporting the gun and and, you know, taking pictures and images of it. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead, Joyelle. I'm sorry. Pa- I'm, sorry. I'm just parents often live vicariously through their children. You know, all these moms who take their kids to pageants and stuff like that. They they wish they were the pageant. So apparently these this bootleg body and Clyde couple uh really saw themselves in their child. So good for them. Facts. All right. You ready to take more callers? All right. Let's go. All right. Patrick in Tennessee, you're on. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Karen? First time, long time. Okay. Welcome. And hello, hello, hello to everybody, the crew. The, 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 I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty tough critic. And that, uh, that impression of Cuomo, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, I'm, I'm an ex, I'm an ex New Yorker, and that impression of Cuomo is pretty good, man. So yeah. keep it up. Oh, thank you. I don't got anything against white people. Let me let me make that caveat right now, but I'm going to go off here. Right okay. Opening. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Some of my favorite <laughs> moms are white. I'm an ex-corrections <laughs> officer. Right? Literally. I'm an ex-corrections officer, and I'm an ex-police officer. And I, I came down to Tennessee. I kind of work for myself now. Uh, and um, so I, I have a lot of experience in the, in the, in the, in the justice system. And I'm going to tell you, every time – and I'm mainly going to – comment on the the uh i think it's the parents fault but i think this is going to bring gun reform about now i'm a gun owner i'm a hunter i'm a sportsman i'm a fisher i'm black my kids are black my wife's black i got four kids raising from age five to 24 all my kids except the five-year-olds shoot we target shoot we practice i don't go out and buy them guns they're my guns i love guns i got a safe full of guns but that's mm-hmm. my thing okay i don't go buy them guns and this and this and that. And when your kid is, is demented to some degree, whether it's sexually, you know, whether it's, whether it's mentally, whether it's violence, you kind of know. And like you guys alluded to earlier, yeah, the parents knew. But every time something happens, you know, to black, to, to black folks, you know, we get demonized, we get thrown into the fire. You know, the civil rights and the, and the freedom riders were getting lynched, buried, burnt, castrated until, you know, a couple of white kids went missing then everybody turned the steam on. You know, cracks ruining the neighborhood in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Crack bombs all over the, the, the pavement. You know, people stealing the robbing, walking around like zombies addicted to crack. You know, Rockefeller drug law, three-strike rule, throw them under the bus, let them kill themselves. They're a bunch of animals anyway. I heard it all, okay, from cops, mind you. Now, opioids and, 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 and fentanyl and, and meth seems to be the preferred, you know, drug of white my white brothers and sisters and now it's they need help they're victims it's a it's a it's a it's you know it's a medical issue other than don't you know it could because it's touching the upper crust of society now they want to do something about it so hopefully this will get some gun legislation going when these parents you know pay the price because they need to pay the price facts uh and you know you mm-hmm. didn't even have to start with you know um, white people we all could just you know we would have Assume what I was you're just saying. happy he started with a compliment of my impression, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. He likes your white impression. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 866-801-8255. Um, this is, this is going to be interesting. I think I'm going to go, thank you, Patrick, to Christy in Michigan, who that's uh, the area that this happened, Oxford High School is in Michigan. Hey, Christy. Hey, what's up? Nothing. We're here. Hi. Oh, okay. Well, hey. 
Yeah, it's um, that school's about 20 minutes down the road from me, maybe 30. And um, you guys talking about the parents, oh, my gosh. You know what? It's one thing for a 15-year-old's frontal lobe to not be developed and not, not saying that um, he doesn't know right from wrong because we know right from wrong when we're two. But uh, the frontal lobe thing is the consequences, being able to understand the reality of the consequences of what you're going to do. So, yeah, murder's wrong. He knew murder's wrong. But, and that's not an excuse for him to get away with this either. The kid needs to go away for ever, you know. And his parents need to go away for, yeah, forever too because it's their own dang fault. I'm going to take it one step further. Genetics. I'm going to say that, that I'm going to say maybe, you know, like somebody, uh, look, I'm getting these looks now. Yeah. I hear, I hear you, a sterilization yeah, No, 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 what <laughs> Eugenics. I'm saying, no, not at all, because it's, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, you know, you get you get that from your, your father's side or ha ha ha. You get that from your mother's side. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we've all heard yeah. that growing up. Oh, you at, oh, you get that. You have I have an aunt Henrietta that used to clean the streets with Coca-Cola before Coca-Cola, you know, to clean her sidewalk because she was a neat freak. And, you know, my father was you just like your aunt Henrietta. You know, it's like you, you have certain traits. I'm thinking that this kid uh, takes after one of his parents, maybe both of them. That's all I'm just saying. That's why they should also, I'm just confirming that they should probably go to jail forever as well. That's all. That's what I'm saying. No eugenics. I would never, uh, definitely not say anything like that. <laughs> never. Graylin, thank you, Christy. Graylin in Florida. Y'all tried to trip me up. Hey, Graylin. Thanks. Good day, everyone. Thanks, Karen, for taking my calls. First time calling. Good. I've been listening for a long time. Yay! Um, thank you. I, I, as a parent, you know, my son's 30 now, but when he was in school, I spent my every other Friday in the classroom. Every one of his teachers had my email address. Let him act up. You know, I mean, you know, I was going to hold him accountable being in the military. Um, you know, parenting is not just sitting back giving the kids what they want. And he would definitely, definitely would have known what was going on. I know that's true. And say less. That. Say less, Graylin, because, you know. <laughs> No. Very concise. That was a great call. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Let that yeah. be the model. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, uh, JL is going to re- regale us with more. Uh, yes, you are. You're going to regale us with other impersonations. I know you got more. Oh, boy. I know you got more. <laughs> I know you got more. Joyelle is here as well. We're going to talk about some of her favorite topics uh, as well as all of ours. Uh, we'll continue. All the lines are lit, so we'll get uh, more calls in as well. DeSantis is up to some old tricks. We got a, a Chicago public school eliminating sex-specific restrooms. We're going to talk about that. And there's a swimmer, a swimmer at UPenn, transgender, that just broke a couple of records. I want to know if you think that's fair. All right. Those of you who are in Florida, I'm sorry, um, but your governor just uh, wants, he wants, he's proposing a new 200-man civilian military force. He wants to reestablish a World War II-era civilian military force that he, he, not the Pentagon, would control. He pitched the idea Thursday as a way to further support of the uh, Florida's National Guard during emergencies like hurricanes, this could, what how, what could go wrong? Uh, the Florida National Guard has uh, played a vital role during the pandemic in administering COVID-19 tests. Um, but what he's proposing is a paramilitary civilian force. Uh, he can't wear a mask properly. I, he doesn't know how to put on a mask. I don't know how we would want him to be in charge, those of you who live in Florida. But thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Joyelle's here. 
Thoughts and prayers to Florida. Always thoughts and prayers to Florida, just in general. <laughs> SEAL uh, Team Mountain Dew. That's I'm calling it SEAL Team Mountain Dew. That's, that's what, what I would call the Florida. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> SEAL Team Spring Break. Oh, my God. That's not bad. All right. All right. Um, this story... Um, this story is really bizarre. All right. Y'all know Joel Osteen, right? You know, Joel Osteen and I'm, I'm starting yes. to put everything together now. One of one is equaling two. I'm, I'm trying, I'm starting to figure out what's happening. Uh, but apparently a plumber during doing repairs at his Lakewood church, Joel Osteen's Lakewood church, which is in Texas in Houston made a discovery. There was a stash in a wall inside the mega church. They, while they were doing repairs, there was undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found inside a wall. They found the money is believed to be connected to the theft that happened in 2014, where the church reported that at least $600,000 in cash and checks were taken. But how did it end up in the wall? How did it end up in the wall? I know that's probably why he didn't want those people in the church. Remember they had to hurt right. the water thing? And he was like, nah, buddy, y'all going to find that money. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. It's called, it's called a miracle. Okay. Uh, to answer your question, that's <laughs> how it happened. Yeah. And you're talking about being diabolical. I wouldn't be able to be one of those cops who finds a drug dealer's $500,000 in cash and I'm turning it into my officer. Come on. If we was in the 80s and the 70s, I'm taking that. I'm taking my cut. Okay? Why, are you, why are you waiting until the 80s and the 70s? You, you probably taking it in 2021. For I'm sure. I'm absolutely, but I feel like it's a Bitcoin now, but <laughs> why would the plumber, but of all professions, why I I'm assuming whatever the plumber claimed to have found, he actually found a hundred <laughs> more. Or double or double. Yeah. Right? If I was the plumber, I would have found $10,000. Yeah. Oh, look <laughs> at here. Wall. Look at here. Yeah. Oh, so bizarre. All right. Let's go I back. I found to the... no money in Joel Osteen's <laughs> wall. Like all walls, it had no money. Yeah. <laughs> Walking out a hundred pounds heavier, looking crazy. Yeah. No, this was the, the sewage that was in the, in the toilet. That, but you know, I got to yeah. relieve myself. Uh, Y'all should get somebody to fix that wall though. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause I quit. <laughs> right, I quit. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. here. Oh, okay. All right. And I do want to know, um, Leah Thomas, 22 year old swimmer, university of Pennsylvania. I said, you, uh, did I say you I think I did say you or maybe I said Penn state, you pen, uh, shattered, uh, the women's record at the school. And, um, this was uh, this past on November 20th. This happened. Uh, they went to a meet, including Princeton and Cornell. It was a meet, I guess, an Ivy League meet. Thomas, I don't even want to give the time. Freestyle, 500-meter freestyle, 200-meter freestyle. These times were records uh, for UPenn. <sighs> NCAA championship website has it on there. And um, I, I, before I tell you how I feel about it, I would like to know how you feel about it. I'll start with you, Joyelle. Okay. I mean, I feel like it's a situation where if a trans woman is competing in sports, that they finally got to a point where they are comfortable enough in themselves that they could also compete, we are making progress as a society. And I think eventually what could possibly happen in that progress is we will have enough trans women to have a separate category for trans women to compete with each other. And I know we talked about unfair advantage on Twitter. I saw people talking about unfair advantage. 
There's unfair advantages all across sports. There's unfair advantages when it comes to money. You know, certain people can't compete with skiing. Uh, there's unfair advantages all across the board. So I think I'm just happy for this trans woman that she was able to compete. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it'll lead for more people to be able to be comfortable with themselves. That's all I have to say. Uh, JL, because I'm, I'm going to save myself for last. Go ahead. Is her mm -hmm. agent in the room with her? I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> that felt like. very yeah. brand didn't conscious. It? Didn't it? <laughs> what the hell? Um, what I would say is I'm, I'm, if I, you know, I don't know how honest to be because obviously as a, as a, as a left of center person, uh, I don't think, I think these things end up being anecdotal. Like people want to make it into a, if we let them compete, they'll crush every record, except that's not really happening. Like you don't exactly. see records crumbling every day. You catch a story here and there, which makes me think it's not this sort of competition epidemic problem that like some people try to make it into. Now, I understand if, you know, if she shows up looking like, to be fair, East German women in like the 80s in the Olympics right. were swole AF. Yeah, and, um, and, and they, and, wait, no, and, and they started testing them and they found out that their hormone levels and their steroid levels were high sure. and they got banned. They got banned. Sure. I'm glad you brought that in up. This, in this case, I... I think it is a, a, a delicate issue. I'm speaking obviously as somebody who's not competing, somebody who's not a parent of a competitor. So I don't have a personal investment in the Ivy League swimming records, but um, over, I'm fine with it. The only one, but I have to admit the, the sport that gives me pause, the only one that, you know, I become a little more Joe Rogan, Caitlyn Jenner on this is like combat sports, like yeah. fighting is the only one now physical advantage is a physical advantage but those are the only ones where i'm like okay that's All the right. one that i'm y'all pussyfoot asses need to stop okay <laughs> because leah thomas uh competed for three years as a male on the men's team right mm -hmm. freshman sophomore and junior years competed as a man um and now is so here's what i'm saying tertiary muscles Y chromosome, five times the, times the strength, even if you're taking hormones, yes, it does do something. But you've had all of these years as a competitive swimmer uh, among men. And now you're, you've broken up a, a university record, two of them, in one meet competing as a woman. I think it's unfair. If I were training as a, on that team as a cisgender, uh, you know, how do we say this? Natural born woman? Cisgender. Okay. Double mm -hmm. X chromosome person. I would, I would be really pissed off. First of all, if you took my spot on the team and if, if you're waxing and you're right, JL, because thankfully the vast majority of, of transgender people who, who compete are not good enough to, you know, it's not like they're, they're like LeBron. It's not like LeBron decided to become, a, you know, right. a, a change his gender. And then it's like, I'm playing in the WNBA and is, you know, like LeBron. Six, eight. Bitches. Yeah. yeah. So, here, so it's, usually like, it's usually like Renee Richards, who wants to be a tennis player, who is like a mediocre male tennis player. And of course, it's gonna, you know, she's going to get her ass beat by Billie Jean King because you sucked as a man. 
but this is not the case. I don't like it. I have two questions, though, in terms of a reverse slippery slope. Because you know the runner, and I'm, I'm forgetting what country Caster she's Semenya. from. Caster Semenya. Caster Semenya. Now, that's a woman who happened to have, well, uh, I mean, who happened to have higher levels of testosterone. And correct? testicles. Like, and testicles. Well, isn't Jamie Lee Curtis have them too? But that doesn't stop know. me from watching True Lies. And I think that's a, a conspiracy theory. Yes. Stop that. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm only asking the questions. You didn't ask you questions. Yeah. I'm only asking the questions. White women can't compete against black women when it comes to sprinting. Okay. What? What are you? What are you saying? Well, my, I'm sorry. The reason I brought that up is that that's not somebody who seemed to be. That's not somebody who had changed genders, but they 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 tried they kicked her out basically. They ruled her ineligible. Right, because she had higher levels of testosterone. But if that was if that was naturally occurring, then then where does what's your solution for where that person gets to compete? There, there's then? a level of testosterone that is is fair for everybody competing, and if that's the level, okay. then that should be the level. Now the the problem the problem becomes when Will Leah Thomas probably had more testosterone than anybody in the. But NBA. that's a male driven sport, and then you're supposed to have testosterone. But I'm saying <laughs> Leah Thomas is taking hormones to reduce that those levels of testosterone, but yes. still has the the muscle the muscle memory and muscle density of a person with an XY chromosome who just competed. On the college team, on the men's team for three years, I, I have a so problem with that. What's the solution, though? So uh, are there we should be a category. Them? Yeah, until there's enough uh, other swimmers who are transgendered, I think there should be a category. That's what I think. Okay. And especially so combat. Sports. Leah should compete by herself right yeah, now. Right, and That's win all of, of the. She can win all. She can win all the records. She's setting all the records. I agree. <laughs> But here's my other question is like, when you think about somebody like Caitlyn Jenner, who obviously was Bruce and was the world's, you know, greatest athlete in the Stop. 70s, you know, wait, whoa, no, calm down. Stop it. Relax. <laughs> Not on our review. Not <laughs> on our review. Shows producers and its guests are not necessarily those of Karen. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm speaking in terms of how the decathlon is branded, not in terms of him being a better athlete than anybody X or Y. Anyone else. Right. No, but he was clearly an elite Olympic athlete. Clearly. Correct. He won the Correct. gold medal. Got all that. Okay. Now, so he wouldn't be obviously competing against women if he had changed, if he had decided at that moment in time to, to change his gender, it wouldn't have been to have an advantage because he already beat all the men. Do you see what I mean? So it's not like he'd be trying yeah, but, to but cheat. But you're stealing an opportunity from somebody who may not, you know, say the person but that would have been bronze. He took it from all the men, too. That's, that's fair. That's fair. In fact, wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? He's the only person to win no, the decathlon I, no. First of all, and the heptathlon. <laughs> no, I need Bruce, Bruce <laughs> Caitlin, and all the Kardashians to have several seats. I need them to, to just... Very true. But the Olympics yes. allows it. And the Olympics has allowed it for years. And no one has qualified, right? Have they? Now I got to look at Yeah, the up. Olympics has allowed it for years. Okay, well, Casta Semenya didn't get to run. 866-801-8255. And, and speaking of that, as I mentioned, Chicago Public Schools. Has have... anybody made a castration joke there? It seems like it's sitting no. right there. No, it's not okay. sitting. No, no I don't no. want to be okay. canceled. No, no. Okay. Nope, uh, not today, uh, but feel okay. free to do it on your... I'm you just know. asking the questions. <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel free.
free. You know, when you leave this space, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> go ahead. All right, let's take some calls. 866-801-8255. J.L. Coven is here. Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Yell joy. Joy. Love joy. All of the joy is everywhere. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony in California. Uh, no, North Carolina. Hi. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Man, first-time listener, first-time caller. I love Yay! this program. Uh, this is unbelievable. Um, and, and I wanted to agree with all you guys. First of all, let's, let's just back up. Um, the parents, um, they knew what that kid was going to do. And, and what y'all were talking about genetics, it's absolutely true. And that goes across races. It doesn't have anything to do with color. It is genetics. Some people, now I know <laughs> the Second Amendment, but there are some people, you know, when, when your friends buy their kids, like, or they buy a gun, they're like, oh, my God, I hope, I hope their kid doesn't get a hold of that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we this all is know. real life. We all know. Why can't we tell the exactly. truth about that? We know the problematic exactly. evidence. But it's, it's, yes. it's in, inappropriate. First of all, um, Anthony, how in the hell did it take you this long to listen to this show for the first time? <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> What's happening? It's a time zone. It's a t- I, I, was, I was out at, and I was usually not listening this time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Okay. And I let me also you tell you, up. Monday through Thursday, we don't roll like this. Yeah. This is a specific Friday. No, for, it's true. this is how we get down. On oh Friday. my God. Okay. Well, I'll still listen. I'll still okay. listen Monday through, right. through Thursday now. Okay. Um, but look, the, the parents, they need to go away. Here's the problem. I mean, this is just my opinion. We would not have these problems if parents had been held accountable for the last couple of decades. Agreed. The parents, every time, look, I, I am just like one of your other guests um, who, who was in corrections. Um, I, I love shooting. Um, I'm, I'm a sports shooter. I own a lot of firearms, a collector. And every single time something like this happens, my friends and I cringe because we're like, you know what? Parent, adults have got to take responsibility. In North Carolina, when you purchase a firearm, you sign a document that says that those firearms are going to be locked up. And so now I don't know what the laws are there, but there's, I'm going to tell you no, right now, there's no there lock, people in lock, North Carolina. There's no lockup law yeah. uh, for guns in Michigan where this happened. There needs, there needs to be. And the problem is, is that there are people in North Carolina, they're adults and they're like, oh, well, nothing's going to happen to, you know, my kid's an angel until they're not. And somebody's lost their life. That's why there has to be the punishment has to be equal for the parents if juveniles are going out and committing these crimes, because there has to be a deterrent. Um, and I think, you know what, even if it cut down on half of these incidents, well, guess what? It just cut down on half of these incidents. I think it's worth it. Um, it, it just, it kills me to hear, cause I tuned in, I didn't even hear about the parents buying this kid the gun until I tuned in and I'm like, yeah. what? And, and y'all are right that the parents, to go to jail we need to be honest about this and i agree with you 100 percent about the transgender thing you know what i think they should have three categories men's women's and co-ed and like you said i mean i mean kids (laughs) women they look they spend their whole life training you know a lot of people they rely on that hard work to get scholarships um and and then somebody comes in and it, it doesn't happen that often but you know what you know, if, if we were the people that were that had trained for 16, 17 years and lost the gold medal because somebody comes in that has three times our strength, I mean, we're not going to like it. And I no. think we put ourselves 
in the shoes of those people. But look, I love the show. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I will keep it every day. I love you guys. All right. Well, welcome. Um, all right. That's, that's how I don't, you come I in. don't think you can do that third category. Can go in. I kind of like Always. it. Let's see. It'd be like uh, like Hunger Games. Let's see what happens. But it's a sti- it, it, you'd be creating a real stigma. I know all joking aside, but the point is to be accepted, not to be like in some sort of other category. Right. I mean, I mean, that's my whole point of, of acceptance right now, because I feel like when they're not switching genders to dominate, that's not the goal. It's not when, a Juana man. Uh, uh, how do you know? I'm going to say this. You. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying yes. it's not. It's, it's, yeah. it's more real than that. But yeah. you're not. But you're not a competitive athlete. You know, excuse like, me. Not you, Jail. I know that you're six foot seven, and you I was a, play the... a proud bench warmer in college. I know, I remember. Yes, I remember. <laughs> you know, I I would feel some ways though. I really would. Um, just it, yes. anyway. Aren't we just all supposed to have fun competing? No, you're there to win. Damn it, you leave. Give yeah. us, give us some Mike Lindell. This is the only time y'all gonna hear his voice on these airwaves. Well, I have to say I was listening to the show and I totally agree that transgender people should have their own category. <laughs> and that's why I'm also selling a new trans my pillow. It uh, has the softness for a woman, but the rock hardness of a man. So you can have whatever you need in a pillow. 1995, uh, we Boo! ship it right here in the USA. <laughs> All right, a little Don Jr. just so we can, I just, I got to get my boo voice. Uh, so basically, like I'm looking at that, like LeBron James, LeBron, China's favorite basketball player, LeBron James is like totally in the pocket of China. He's practically like Hunter Biden at this point. Wait. And oh. I think oh. case, like I support athletes like Ennis Freedom Cantor, who supports our country and tells anybody else who doesn't to shut the hell up. That's what free speech is about. Wait, y'all got to see his face, though. Why do you look like yeah. him when you're doing it? That is so weird. Yeah. Ugh. Stop it. JL Coleman, where are you performing? Oh, uh, I'm in Pittsburgh uh, next week. Pittsburgh Improv, December 9th. DC Improv, December 16th to the 19th. Uh, Chicago Improv, January 27th, San Jose Improv, February 2nd, Flappers in Burbank, February 6th. So, and I've got some other big things going on. So check out jlcomedy.com, please, for all social media links, podcasts, et cetera. All right, jlcomedy.com. We're going to tweet it out, sir. Come back. You have an open seat here. Appreciate you. J to the L. Nice to meet you, Thank you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.